Welcome to the No Gray Area Pod, where we discuss breaking news and top stories in the world of sports. Hosted by two brothers that love heated discussions. The NGA Pod begins in three, two, one. And we'd like to welcome you in to the No Gray Area Podcast. Derek Cooper joined by my co-host Corey Cooper as we get set to dive into some college football week three previews of the games around the nation as well as NFL week two previews as we get set for all the action here this weekend. And it'll kick off with um, some very interesting matchups. We'll talk about a lot of matchups in the top 10, uh, top 25 for college football but pleased to be joined by Corey cooper for episode three of the no gray area podcast yeah i'm looking looking forward to getting ready to dive into all these matchups coming up in week three of college football and week two of the nfl and uh yeah it's going to be an exciting time it's already been a couple of huge upsets last week and i'm looking forward to a couple more this week and as we'll look at the college football schedule first two games on friday night uh, of interest. It's Florida State heading to Louisville uh, in an ACC matchup. Florida State coming off of a couple of good performances, uh, specifically beating LSU in New Orleans at the Superdome. An opportunity for uh, for Florida State to really build on that momentum as they performed pretty well for a team uh, for uh, uh, for a team that is looking to rebound from a disappointing season last year. Yeah, and uh, they didn't look too well in that first game against LSU, but they did end up coming away with the win. Uh, they had to clean up a couple things going forward after that, but they were good enough to win that game against LSU, where LSU also wasn't as great as they could be. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Florida State does the rest of the year. I, I actually think that they have a good chance of winning the ACC this year. Yeah, Florida State currently favored by two and a half. I think that's an appropriate number for a team that does seem to have the better athletes on the field uh, against a Louisville team that struggled against Syracuse. Um, so an opportunity for Florida State to really get off to a good start here in their ACC schedule to open on Friday night. Another team playing uh, on the road, a team that I think is very underrated, is an Air Force team that is favored by 16 points going to Wyoming. This Air Force team is going to win the Commander's Cup. They are the best of the armed forces teams. And I just think this Air Force team has the ability to just control ball games. Um, I would, you know, I, I think this team has the ability to beat anybody on any given Saturday or Friday in this case. And I think Air Force is just too much for Wyoming on Friday night. Yeah, I also think the Air Force is going to take care of business coming up this week. And uh, moving forward, they're going to have a decent chance to be able to run the table on their schedule. Lots of games on Saturday this week, as we'll dive into a few of them. We'll start at the top. It's Alabama coming off of their one-point win on the road at Texas. They'll be at home. They're going to be hosting University of Louisiana Monroe, 49.5-point uh, favorites it opened as. Uh, and and just interesting to see if this is a letdown spot for Alabama, who's coming home 
after a little bit of an embarrassment in their situation as far as like their fans will think there's no way Texas should have played with us. You know, we should have handled that game pretty easily. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how Coach Nick Saban rallies the troops a little bit. The game actually sitting at 49 and a half still. Um, I think Alabama wins this game. I think they win it comfortably, but I don't think they cover the 49 and a half that they are giving to Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, I also don't think they're going to cover. I think this is going to be a rest game kind of for some of the people that got banged up in that UT game, and they're just going to they're going to do enough to get an easy win. But I feel like they're just they're they're going to they're not going to run the score up against UL Monroe. Yeah, another game on the docket. It's San Diego State on the road at Utah. Utah twenty one and a half point favorite in this one and i really like utah they bounced back really well last week after the disappointing loss on the road to open the season at florida they really made their mark last week winning in convincing fashion i think you could see something similar in this game 21 is the key number here i would like to see the number under 21 uh, for me to put my money on the utah utes but i do like them at around the 21 number i like utah big in this one yeah, I'm the same on this one. I don't think San Diego State has the athleticism to be able to stay on the same field as Utah, so I feel like Utah is going to be able to cover the spread and more. Another game in Florida this week as it'll be South Florida traveling to Florida to take on the Gators who come off of a difficult loss to the Kentucky Wildcats to open their SEC play. Florida favored by 24 and a half. I think Florida takes control of this game early in a spot where they have to kind of wake up after being um, uh, beaten at home by Kentucky. I expect Florida to defend the swap swap well here and win this one by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, this is definitely a rebound game for Florida. They're disappointed after the loss to Will Levis and the Kentucky Wildcats, and they're looking forward to bouncing back and getting a huge or an easy win against South Florida. Another game, this one in the SEC, Mississippi State going to LSU. LSU actually getting three and a half points here. I know this is one of your favorite teams, Corey. I like LSU plus the points in Baton Rouge. That that spread already being bet down to two. Lots of money coming in on the LSU Tigers. I think they bounce back well, especially after taking care of business last week against Southern. I think this is a roll-type game for LSU. I think they win this one by seven to ten points. Yeah, I'm also on LSU in this one. It's actually funny that they're getting plus three and a half because they're at home in Death Valley. But Mississippi State has been very good this year, but I think this is a time where LSU is having to rebound from that early loss to Florida State, and they have something to prove. So I would definitely be all over LSU on this one. Georgia going on the road to South Carolina. South Carolina coming off of a road loss by 14 points against Arkansas. So they come home, they'll have to defend the home turf. This game typically closer than most people expect. 24 and a half is a lot of points. I think Spencer Rattler can keep it close at least early. I don't know how well Georgia will be able to overwhelm South Carolina in South Carolina. I actually like the home team here plus the 24 and a half, but I'm not, in no way am I happy about being on South Carolina plus 24 and a half. Yeah, I think there's always a game in the schedule for top teams like Georgia or Alabama where they have like kind of a clunker, and I think this could be one of those times where Spencer Radler just gets to that Georgia defense and they're able to keep it a little close. So I'm not 
I'm not heavy on the minus 24 and a half. I would rather go with uh, South Carolina to cover. Miami, the big one on Saturday. Miami on the road at College Station facing the Texas A&M Aggies who were just embarrassed at home by Appalachian State. That game opened at minus five and a half for Texas A&M. It's been bet to minus six for Texas A&M. I think a lot of people are like me in the sense that they think that Texas A&M had their, finally got their wake-up call by getting beat by Appalachian State. I think you'll see a Texas A&M team that is hungry, and especially if they make the change at quarterback and go from Haynes King to Max Johnson, I think this is a Texas A&M team poised to win by at least 10 points, maybe more. Miami struggled a little bit against Southern Miss last week. Maybe it was a look-ahead spot looking ahead to playing the Texas A&M Aggies. I think Mario Cristobal is a great coach for the Miami Hurricanes. I'm not a fan of betting on him. He's cost me some significant money in some weird spots where weird things happen. I think Texas A&M actually gets the win here at home, and I think they cover the number of currently right now minus six. Yeah, this is one of those must-win games for A&M, so I'm definitely heavy on A&M minus five and a half. Uh, yeah, there's just there's no chance that A&M's coming into this game thinking that we need to play around they're gonna go in there hungry and they're gonna go take care of business another game uh this time california going on the road at notre dame notre dame coming off the embarrassing home loss against marshall this game opened at minus 12 and a half it's been bet down to minus 11 and a half in favor of notre dame i still think notre dame wins this game and i think notre dame's in a very similar spot that texas a&m is in and the question becomes for notre dame are they as good as we thought they were or is this a team that's not as good as everybody thought before the season started and we're just finally having having to open our eyes to that reality yeah i believe notre dame is going to have an easy job with this uh, this game and they're going to cover the 12 and a half they have something to prove coming off of that somewhat very disappointing loss that they just had last week after playing so well against Ohio State. So, yeah, I feel like Notre Dame is going to be the one to take the next step in this game and prove that they're actually good. A West Coast game in the Pac-12. It'll be Michigan State going on the road to face the Washington Huskies. Washington favored by two and a half as it opened. It has now been bet up to and across the key number of three to three and a half. Washington favored in this game. Their quarterback looks great. Penix has been great. He used to play at Indiana. He's familiar with Big Big Ten-type defenses. He goes to Washington. They've put up monster numbers the first couple weeks of the season. I actually think this is a field goal-type game with the potential for Washington to push this to a blowout. I like Michigan State plus the three-and-a-half now that it's crossed that now that it's crossed that number, but would not be surprised if Washington's able to stretch this out to a double-digit-type victory. Yeah, I think this is a big opportunity for Michigan State to show who they are, and I feel like they're going to go on the road. They're going to cover, not only cover, but they win this game against Washington. The big one in Lincoln, Nebraska, following the firing of Scott Frost in Nebraska. It'll be Oklahoma, the number six team in the country, heading to Lincoln, Nebraska to face the Nebraska Cornhuskers. This game opened at 13.5. It's been bet down to 11, and it continues to move. I think Nebraska, while they have looked very bad to open the season, I think this is going to be a feisty Nebraska team. I think Nebraska keeps this close. I think this is going to be an environment that Nebraska has seen for in a little while especially getting ready to play a top 10 team i think nebraska keeps this one close i think this is a 10 point win for oklahoma i'm on the opposite end of that spectrum i think that nebraska kind of feels defeated now after the 
the bad start to the season and losing their head coach, I think Oklahoma goes in there and they take care of business. Toledo going on the road to face Ohio State. Ohio State minus 31.5. Ohio State looking to get their feet underneath them in the proper way. They'll have a chance to do that here with an outmatched Toledo team. 31.5 I think is a little bit too big of a number. I like it around 24, maybe 28 as the margin of victory here. I'm going to actually take Toledo to cover in this one, but wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State breaks this one open. Yeah, this is an iffy game. I'm not high on Ohio State, like I said in the uh, recap episode, but we'll, we'll, we will see on Ohio State. But I also think that Toledo will be able to cover in this one. Marshall, coming off of the huge win at Notre Dame, will go to Bowling Green. They're 17.5-point favorites. This is my mortal lock of the week. I think Bowling Green covers the 17.5 with ease. I think they're actually in a position where they could potentially upset Marshall at home. I like Bowling Green in a letdown spot for Marshall. Give me the Bowling Green. Um, give me Bowling Green plus 17.5. I'm actually going to ride with Marshall on this one because I think they're riding the high of beating Notre Dame last week, and I think they're going to be able to push forward and continue that success and cover the spread. Moving on in this one, uh, Louisiana Tech on the road at Clemson. Clemson minus 33 and a half. The thing for Dabo Sweeney's team is, and this is what I wonder, I wonder if they can figure out the quarterback situation enough to get that offense rolling like we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing Clemson play great defense and put a ton of points on the board on the offensive side of the football. I don't think we've gotten that to this point because of the quarterback play. I wonder if Dabo Sweeney is able to stabilize that position and really get his offense clicking before they head into ACC play. Yeah, I'm not high on Clemson's quarterback play either. I've said before that uh, the quarterback isn't as good as he's had in the past. So I would like Louisiana Tech to come in there and be able to cover the, the spread. Colorado on the road at Minnesota in a game where not a lot of people think it's going to be close. Opened at 27 and a half. It's been bet up to 28. Uh, Minnesota minus 28. I like Minnesota in this one. The Golden Gophers uh, should handle a Colorado team that just seems outclassed in this one. Uh, but I'm not sure if they cover the 28. I think it's more of a 21-point victory. I'll take Colorado plus the, 28, plus the 28 in this one. I'm also with Colorado on this one. I just don't think Minnesota has the firepower to be able to hold that kind of a lead during this game. So I would ride with Colorado on this game. Big West Coast matchup here as BYU, the Cougars, go on the road after beating Baylor at home, and they now have to face Oregon, the Oregon Ducks in Eugene, Oregon. Oregon minus three and a half in this one. I like the BYU Cougars. We talked about it in our previous episode. They have so much experience on the defensive side of the ball. They bring back all the starters. They bring back eight on offense. If they can have their two wide receivers healthy and ready to play in this one, they missed them last week against Baylor. I think this has a chance for BYU to win this one by double figures and a chance for them to get out of there and really put a, a stamp on their resume as far as quality opponent wins. Yeah, I honestly feel like this is an insulting spread for BYU, especially after going into Baylor and winning that game last week. I feel like Baylor should or BYU should be the heavy favorites in this game. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely riding with BYU over Oregon. Yeah, the only real data point we have on Oregon as they went on the road against a quality Georgia team, the number one team in the country, and Georgia 
really put laid that one to waste early as they ended up winning that game 49 to 3 so an opportunity for Oregon to really reestablish themselves the defensive coordinator from Georgia comes over as the head coach for Oregon but I think that's going to take a little bit of time to kind of put his imprint or fingerprints on the program and I think you'll see a situation where BYU has the more experience more experience they are on the road but a senior laden team an excellent opportunity for them to get a victory on the road the next game this one down in SEC country as Penn State goes on the road they'll face an Auburn team that is getting two and a half points at home. I really like Auburn in this one. I'm not too excited about how well Auburn has played, but I am excited about Penn State having to go on the road. We saw them the first week of the season. They played at a Purdue squad that really gave them a tough matchup, and if it wasn't for some questionable coaching decisions, Penn State probably has a loss on their schedule already. Um, So I'm going to take Auburn here plus the points. I expect them to win this one outright uh, and get a big victory in the SEC. Yeah, it is very tough to go on the road and win in Auburn. I've uh, watched them several years where Alabama would go into that place and they would have a very tough winning, very tough time winning. So I could definitely see Penn State struggling really hard going in there. So I'm going to definitely ride with Auburn on this game. Now, Corey, if I were to ask you if you could give me maybe one team that you would tell to be careful and be on upset alert, which team would that be? Oh, I'm definitely taking A&M, especially coming off that loss to Appalachian State. Uh, There's just a big question mark surrounding the quarterback situation there in A&M, especially with all the off-field stuff that's going on there. It could be very bad for them with Miami coming in looking to – build up their resume. So I would definitely look at that A&M Miami matchup and think that Miami can go in there and get a win. For me, I'll just take this approach with it. I think Texas played a very tough game last week. I think it was very tough and unfortunate that they lost their starting quarterback. That game looked like they were, they they had it in hand. Texas currently um, an 11 point favorite against UTSA in that one. Actually, it's been bet up to 12 and a half points as you, Texas is the favorite. I actually like UTSA to give Texas a scare here. I don't think Texas loses this game, but I think this game is closer than the experts predict. Uh, I like UTSA to cover the 12 and a half, maybe lose by a touchdown or 10 points in this one. Um, we don't know who the starting quarterback for Texas is going to be. Is Quinn Ewers healthy enough to play? Is Hudson Card healthy enough to play? Are they going to roll out the third-string quarterback in this one because both of their um, quarterbacks higher on the depth chart are, have been injured or were injured in that Alabama game? I think this is an excellent spot for Texas to have a letdown in the sense that they were just so amped up for that Alabama game, and I think UTSA is in a great spot to cover here. And I wouldn't be surprised if UTSA is in this one late with a chance to win. Yeah, I'm also with you on that one. It's just tough losing your starting quarterback and possibly your backup quarterback and rebounding from that, especially with the UTSA team who's been very tough. They played U of H really well earlier in the year, and uh, they're looking to have another decent game against Texas as well. So it just depends on who they have as their starting quarterback to go into this week, but uh, I guess we'll see on that one. So what is a game or a couple of games that you are looking, you're most looking forward to in this weekend's action for college football? Well, you already know I'm a huge LSU fan, so I'm looking forward to them starting SEC play against Mississippi State, who's undefeated. 
I feel like LSU has a good chance of winning that game and bouncing back from their loss to Florida State. Uh, I'm also looking forward to that Oregon-BYU game just because I'm so high on BYU and I want to see them continue to make strides and get to their goal getting to that college football playoff. So I'm looking forward to that game as well. Yeah, I'm with you, at least staying in the West Coast. I like the Michigan State-Washington game. I think that's an interesting game to have our eyes on um, as far as is Washington the real deal. They've had a couple of easy opponents. They put up a lot of points. But now they get to face a Michigan State team that's going to be tough. We know what Michigan State's brand of football is when they show up. They are going to play you tough. They're going to play good defense. They're going to run the football. Can Washington be a team that puts the pedal to the metal on the offensive side of the football and really forces Michigan State to play their brand of football uh, in this one? Another game I, I'm really looking forward to is the game with Penn State traveling to Auburn. I think that's an interesting game for Penn State. They were able to sneak away from Purdue with a victory. If they can go down to Auburn and get a victory and show that they're tested on the road, it puts Penn State in an excellent situation where they can challenge for the Big Ten title. I think there's no team in that conference that's infallible. I think every team has at least a flaw or two, um, with Michigan probably being the most complete team in the Big Ten. Um, but it'll be it'll it'll give Coach James Franklin and the Penn State Nittany Lions a real test of how they can perform on the road as they get set for Big Ten play. Yeah, I'm with you on those two matchups. Uh, I said earlier I thought Michigan State was going to go into Washington and get the job done. Uh, yeah, I'm very high on uh, Michigan State in this one. And also, uh, I just think it's going to be a tough, tough game for Penn State to go in there and try to get a win because it is very tough to win in that place whenever it's rocking. And now we'll turn to a, a segment that I want to try to continue to do on a weekly basis, especially in college and pro football season. We'll talk about the scariest dog on the board. What underdog this weekend do you think has the best chance to win the game outright? I'll go ahead and give you my favorite underdog of the week. It's Old Dominion plus eight points as they go on the road to face a Virginia Cavaliers team. That's really not anything special. Old Dominion shown that they can play on both sides of the football. I think Old Dominion has an excellent chance to come out with a, a complete victory uh, and cover the eight points as well as get the money line victory plus 250 on the money line. Yeah, I'm going to go with mine being California at Notre Dame. I think California can go in there. I don't think Notre Dame is as good as everybody thought they were. And they got a brand-new head coach, and he's still trying to figure things out. And I think this is a game where they can still lose and keep that losing streak going. And as we move on to the grown men's league, the NFL, it'll be the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs tonight on Thursday night football as we get set for week two action. The Kansas City Chiefs, very impressive in week one. They kind of steamrolled the Arizona Cardinals. The Los Angeles Chargers held serve at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. So an opportunity for both of these teams who have great quarterback play with a chance to have a really uh, fast-paced and fired-up uh, offensive explosion-type football game. I actually like the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. Keenan Allen's out for the Los Angeles Chargers. It'll be interesting to see kind of how the Chargers uh, fill that void. And I actually like the Kansas City Chiefs in this one by at least 10 points. I'll take them minus four on the on the spread, and I will lay the four and take the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chargers had a really good week one victory against the Raiders, and uh, they did get a little banged up in that one. So uh, Kansas City, 
They're rolling off of a good game against the Arizona Cardinals, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Kansas City in this one just because the Chargers are a little banged up right now. To start your afternoon action on Sunday, the first game will be the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. The Dolphins coming off of a 20-7 to victory at home against the New England Patriots. The Baltimore Ravens handling their business on the road at the New York Jets. The Baltimore Ravens minus 3.5. I like the Dolphins as long as that number stays at 3 or greater than 3. I'll take the Dolphins. Give me the 3.5. I like the Dolphins on the road in this one. I think that Lamar Jackson has something to prove this year. He's looking for that big contract, and so he's going to be playing at MVP level all year long. I think it's going to be tough to deal with for Miami's defense. So I think that Baltimore will be able to pull this one out and cover the spread. The New York Jets on the road at the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns giving six and a half in this one. I think this is a roster-type ball game. I think the Browns get to show off how deep they are as a roster, similar to what they did last week against the Carolina Panthers. I like the Browns in this one by about two touchdowns. Give me the Browns minus the six and a half. Yeah, I'm also with you on that one. Cleveland is definitely the deeper roster, and I'm looking for them to go 2-0 and after this week. Commanders on the road at the Detroit Lions. The Lions, the small favorites in this one, minus one. I like the Detroit Lions here. I think they play well at home. I think this is a game, if you're Dan Campbell, you have to get your Detroit Lions to play well in. This is a game you should be able to come away with a victory. I like the Lions minus the one at home in Detroit on Sunday. I'm actually going to be on the Washington bandwagon. I think that Wentz has got something to prove this year, and he showed that in game one where he was able to whip it around all of his receivers. They uh, definitely have the better roster over there in Washington, and I feel, I feel like they're going to be the ones to come out with the victory in this one. Colts on the road in a place that they have not fared well in lately. They are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Colts minus four on the road in this one. I'll tell you right now, this is my mortal lock of the week. I think the Colts win this one with ease. I think they established their dominance after heads should have rolled last year when they lost to the Jaguars and missed the playoffs. I think the message has been sent by the owner. I think everyone is on notice to play well when they go to Jacksonville this week, and I think this is a comfortable win for the Indianapolis Colts in week two of the NFL schedule. Yeah, this is definitely a bounce-back game for the Indianapolis Colts. They I'm a, really – People think that they got embarrassed by Houston last week, being down by three possessions going into the fourth. They were able to come back and tie it. Uh, But, yeah, I'm looking for them to roll Jacksonville this week because they're going to be able to control pace or uh, time of possession with uh, Jonathan Taylor being as good as he is. So, yeah, I'm definitely on Indianapolis this week. Still in the 12 o'clock window, a big matchup in the NFC South as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go on the road to face the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are getting two and a half points at home. I love the Saints here. I think the Saints always play well against Tampa Bay and especially Tom Brady. Dennis Allen always has his defense ready to go. I think the Saints cause some problems. Don't be surprised if this is a low-scoring affair. Only 44 and a half the total. Uh, Tampa Bay is without their uh, two wide receivers, Russell Gage and Chris Godwin. So it'll be Mike Evans and Julio Jones on the outside. While that's still a lot of talent, I think you see a defensive struggle in this one. I could very easily see a 21-10 type football game uh, as the total. I'm going to take the under in this one, but I also like the Saints plus the two and a half at home. Yeah, I'm also on the Saints as well in this one. I feel like they're a fringe Super Bowl contender with how deep their roster is. As long as Jameis Winston can stay healthy and keep slinging the ball around to all of his weapons on offense, I feel like they're going to be very good this year. So I'm going to go ahead and take New Orleans in this game just because they're at home. 
Carolina on the road after the heartbreaking loss at home at the buzzer. They will face the New York Giants, who also get a key victory on the road. They went into Tennessee, went for two after they scored the tying touchdown, went for two to take the lead on the road with about a minute and a half left, ultimately scored the two-point conversion on a shovel pass to Saquon Barkley. And, man, when he's healthy, he looks good. Yeah, Saquon Barkley did look very good. So did the Giants last week. Uh, I'm looking for Carolina to come back as a rebound game because it was such a heartbreaking loss for them against the Browns last week. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield needs to rebound, and McCaffrey is going to be one week, one week of his legs getting back under him. So he's going to be looking good. He's going to be looking uh, ready to bounce back. And so I'm taking Carolina to get the win in this one. Yeah, I like the Giants minus the two points at home. I think as long as it stays under the key number of three, I'm on the Giants. Uh, if you can get it to three, if you if it gets to three or gets close to Sunday and it's close to three or three and a half, I like the Carolina Panthers to cover the three or three and a half. But as long as it's minus two, give me the Giants at home in that one. Uh, final 12 o'clock game on the schedule in sun, on Sunday afternoon, it's the New England Patriots. Heading on the road, they go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were able to scratch and claw a victory away from the Cincinnati Bengals last week. I think this one, again, is a very defensive-dominated affair. Mac Jones suffered a back injury in week one, his status uncertain for week two. Um, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus the two points at home, and I also like under 40-and-a-half in the total. I think this could be the first team to 17 wins this one. Yeah, I also think this is going to be a defensive affair. I think Pittsburgh has the advantage on offense just because New England doesn't really have a clear-cut play caller on their team. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of in shambles over there in New England right now, especially with Mac Jones having the injury. So I'm looking for Pittsburgh, even with the loss of T.J. Watt, to come out in, the, come out in this one with the victory. In the afternoon slate of games, the first game on the docket, it's the Atlanta Falcons going across the country. They will be traveling to face the Los Angeles Rams at home. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams giving 10 points. I don't think you can give enough points here. I think the Rams will be on a mission to prove that what happened last week was a fluke. I think that they beat the Atlanta Falcons handily. I could see 31-10. I could see 34-14. I could see that type of score in this one. Give me the Rams minus the 10 points at home. I'm actually liking Atlanta to surprise again like they did last week against New Orleans and cover the spread. I don't think they'll be able to win this game. I think the Rams have a better roster, obviously, but I think that Atlanta has just a good enough roster to be able to cover the spread. Interesting game on the road here on the West Coast as the Seattle Seahawks coming off of their one-point victory against the Denver Broncos go on the road to face the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers coming off of a tough loss in a monsoon at Chicago. They lose 19-10. to The 49ers back at home, good weather, minus 8.5. Give me the 49ers. They can't give me enough points. Seattle in a letdown spot after all the emotion they put out to beat a team like the Denver Broncos and their old quarterback, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm also going to be on San Francisco in this game. I feel like they're a Super Bowl contender and they're going to show up this week, especially after the disappointing loss to the Bears last week. So definitely give me San Francisco to cover. Cincinnati in uh, the other one of the other afternoon games goes on the road to face the Dallas Cowboys, who are basically a mash unit on offense at this point. They are they've got multiple players uh, injured, out, uh, recovering from surgery. I don't know if Dallas can score 10 points in this game. I like the Bengals big. I think Joe Burrow's on a mission after being picked off four times last week. 
I think he takes care of the football. I see them scoring at least 30 in this game. Give me the Bengals minus the seven points on the road. Yeah, I'm not too high on Dallas this week because of all the injuries they're dealing with. So I'm going to definitely go with Cincinnati big in this one. So they definitely will cover the spread. Houston on the road after playing to a tie against the Colts in week one. Now they go on the road to face the Denver Broncos. They'll be in Denver getting 10 and 10 points in this one. I like the Texans to keep it close. I think they have enough on defense to keep Russell Wilson off balance. And to be quite honest with you, we haven't seen Russell Wilson play high quality offensive football for the better part of the year. Give me the Houston Texans plus 10 points. I'll take them on the road to cover in this one. Yeah, I'm also on Houston, not only to cover the spread, but I believe that they will win this game outright uh, just because Houston's riding that high of getting the tie. It was a little bit disappointing giving up the three-possession lead in the fourth quarter, so I feel like there's some things that they need to fix in order to keep a lead like that. Uh, Look for Damian Pierce to get more snaps and more carries this week, and I feel like they'll be able to control the pace and be able to get the win over in Denver. Last afternoon game in the Sunday slate, it'll be the Arizona Cardinals going on the road to face the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. Las Vegas favored by five and a half after the five-point loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. Can the Arizona Cardinals respond after being dominated by the Kansas City Chiefs at home in week one? I like the Raiders to show up big in this one, but I also like the over 51 and a half. I think this one's a shootout, and I think this goes well over the number of 51 and a half. Yeah, this one's definitely going to be a shootout. Both teams are looking to prove that they are going to be a very good team this year. Uh, They both need to rebound from the losses they had last week, especially Arizona getting embarrassed on defense last week by uh, Patrick Mahomes scoring the five touchdowns. Uh, But, yeah, I like Arizona in this one to be able to come out on top. As we move to the night game, it's the Chicago Bears coming off of a big victory at home against the San Francisco 49ers, 19-10. They'll face a Green Bay Packers team that is looking to rebound off of a, a significant loss of their own. They were on the road at the Minnesota Vikings. They fall in that one 23-7, I believe. And so it'll be a chance for the Packers to get back on the right foot. The Packers are favored by 10 in this game. I do not like the Packers minus the 10. I like the Bears to keep it close enough with 10 points, and I'll take the Bears to cover the 10, even though I think the Packers win this game and Aaron Rodgers continues his dominance of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'm also liking Chicago covering the spread just because I saw Green Bay's offense last week, and they just have not gelled yet. It's going to take a couple weeks for them to figure it out, who's going to be the replacement for Devontae Adams, so. I'm definitely on the Chicago Bears to cover the spread, but Green Bay to win the game. Odd schedule quirk in this one as there will be two Monday night games this weekend coming up for the NFL. The first one, it's the big one that in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans go on the road to face the Buffalo Bills, who looked so good to open the season last Thursday night. It'll be the Buffalo Bills favored by 10 in this one. And, and I'll tell you right now, this is the game I like the most. Give me the Tennessee Titans plus the 10 points. Give me Derrick Henry to carry the ball at least 25 times on this one. And I think the Tennessee Titans shorten the game. And I think the Tennessee Titans actually have an excellent chance to win this one outright. Yeah, I'm not so sure on Tannehill's play. He did not look that good week one. He hasn't looked good for them since the playoffs last year. Uh, I like Buffalo to be all over Tennessee in this game. Yes, Derrick Henry is going to be able to rush the ball with ease, 
but I feel like Buffalo's high-powered offense is going to be too much for Tennessee's defense, and they're going to overcome that, and they're going to score a lot of points on them. Minnesota Vikings coming off of the big divisional win against the Green Bay Packers now go on the road to face the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles favored by two in this one. The over-under is 50-and-a-half. This is another game I think is a up-and-down, score-fest type affair. Give me the over 50-and-a-half, and if you had a gun to my head to choose a side, I'm choosing the Philadelphia Eagles at home in this one. I think they have the second or third-best roster in football. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles at home in a high-scoring affair. I'm actually going to go with Minnesota in a shootout on this one just because I like what they saw from the game against Green Bay last week. Uh, Justin Jefferson's just unstoppable. Uh, there's not many teams that's going to be able to cover him all year long. He's going to be going for that triple crown this year. And I like that McDaniel is trying to get him more involved than he was last year. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking for Minnesota to be able to take this one. If you were to choose a team in that NFL schedule for week two to be on upset alert, I know you really like the Texans at the Broncos. Uh, is that the team that you think should be on upset alert the most in week two? Uh, I actually have two that should be on very high upset alert. Uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay against Chicago. Uh, I just did not like what I saw from Green Bay's offense last week. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is the two-time back-to-back MVP. And, uh, yeah, he can handle things, but this is this is different this year. I don't. He doesn't have Adams to rely on. He's got to figure out who's going to be that weapon for him. Uh, and Chicago, they have a decent defense. They have a di- very good game manager at quarterback. Uh, I'm looking for Chicago to come in there and get the win. Uh, but I'm also on Houston to be able to go into Denver and get the win as well. Uh, a team I really like uh, to be uh, a team I really like to beat a favorite this week. I like the Miami Dolphins going on the road, getting three and a half at the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Dolphins are severely underrated. I think Tua has finally gotten the weapons around him he needs to be successful. That defense has been good for a while. Give me the Miami Dolphins plus the three points. And actually on the money line, they're plus 165. I think they can get the job done. The Baltimore Ravens struggled early against the New York Jets, finally outclassed them and pulled them away. But I'm interested to see if J.K. Dobbins plays, because if not, outside of Lamar Jackson, their running game is not non-existent give me the Miami Dolphins to upset the Baltimore Ravens on the road yeah barring uh, Dobbins not playing I honestly feel like Baltimore has the deeper roster uh, and Baltimore also has the better quarterback he's an MVP caliber quarterback so I think that he can be able to manage this game enough to where they can get the W over Miami uh, games I'm really looking forward to this weekend uh, on the NFL schedule, I'm really looking to – actually, I'm really looking forward to the game tonight. The Chargers at the Chiefs, that's going to be a high-scoring affair. I want to see if Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes can really show the NFL kind of what these young superstar quarterbacks look like and what offenses look like around them. I think that's going to be an excellent game from an offensive standpoint. Uh, another game I'm really looking forward to is I'm really looking forward to the, the Indianapolis Colts. Will they show – that they are uh, a mature enough team to go on the road and kind of, um, you know, eradicate the demons, so to speak, 
that they have had in Duval County as they go on the road to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then I'm definitely looking forward to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints doing battle. It's always an interesting affair when these, these two teams get involved. Tampa Bay looked really good week one. The New Orleans Saints come away with a victory after waking up in the second half against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm interested to see how that game plays out. And then the nightcap on Monday night, the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's a playoff type matchup. I think both Monday games are playoff type matchups, but I'm interested to see if the Minnesota Vikings are the real deal. And if the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles can, can continue to show the growth that they have with uh, Jalen hurts and all the offensive weapons that they've added around him. Can they continue to show that growth on the offensive side of the football? They put up 38 points last week. Wouldn't be surprised if they're close to that this week as well. Yeah, out of all the matchups you listed, that Thursday night game tonight, L.A. Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs, that is the game that could potentially be an AFC championship matchup. Uh, We're looking at a Chargers team who, from defense to offense, is very loaded. They have Justin Herbert, who could take that step forward and be an MVP caliber player this year. Yes, Keenan Allen is out this year, and they're dealing with some injuries on deep. Or not, he's he's not out this year. He's out for the game. And they're dealing with some injuries on defense as well, which I would lean toward Kansas City in this game for this matchup just because of the injuries the Chargers are dealing with and how good Mahomes is playing right now. But, yeah, that's the matchup that I'm most looking forward to this week. If you were to take a underdog on the schedule this weekend as most likely to win the game, which underdog are you taking? I'm definitely on the AFC side taking Houston at Denver to win that game outright. Yeah, for me, it's definitely the Saints at home, uh, plus the two and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's an underdog that's primed to bark uh, loud, early, and often, and really control that game from start to finish. You know, Tom Brady has the stuff he's got going on outside of his normal uh, preparation for football. Lots of rumors swirling around there. They have a couple of injuries on the offensive side of the football. I like the New Orleans Saints to get the outright victory. Give me the Saints on the money line plus one twenty-five. Yeah, I just I look at that Denver team and they're a very pass-heavy offense. I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to be able to do much in the running game. He's definitely not a Jonathan Taylor type caliber running back that was able to have his way against the Texans last week and be able to get Indianapolis back in that game. I feel like. If they're going to be more pass-heavy, that secondary for the Houston Texans is going to be able to have their way with Russell Wilson, pick him off a couple times, and have Houston in a very good position to win that game. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us for the third episode of the No Gray Area podcast. This is our week three college football preview as well as our NFL week two preview, uh, covering all the lines, all the uh, best bets that we like this week. Uh, both in the college and NFL rankings. Uh, we look forward to having you guys join us consistently uh, along the No Gray Area podcast. We would like for everybody to go and subscribe to or follow our podcast anywhere you consume your podcast. Please leave a review. Um, please leave a rating for us as we continue to grow here early on in the No Gray Area podcast. We look forward to making excellent content for you going forward. Um, and really excited to continue to do this uh, with my brother, Corey Cooper, as we continue to bring you uh, our opinions and our information that we have uh, for the things that we love the most, which is uh, sports in general. Yeah, we may have some crazy takes at times, but 
in general, we just love sports and we just want to give y'all what y'all want to hear uh, week in and week out. We're going to keep giving y'all episodes, keep giving y'all good content. We may expand to a couple more sports the next couple of episodes, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I love doing this with Derek and uh, I'm looking forward to getting some more content out, content out for you guys. So if you could do us one favor and just be a friend of the show and tell a friend about the show. Thanks and have a wonderful day.